welcome to my street. My street is located just south of downtown Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a little south of the campus of LSU. It's a nice street. It is diverse in many ways, ethnically, socioeconomically. We've got people that have lived there for several decades and people who've just moved in. This podcast is an attempt to get to know my neighbors and to hear their stories. I don't know what to expect, but let's do this together. Eric and Sue were kind enough to come over and do this interview on our back porch. Because of the coronavirus, um, we are sitting outside, so you'll hear a breeze, noises, a screen door that creaks open occasionally. Apologize for that. Uh, two weeks ago, hurricane went to our west to Lake Charles and decimated it. And even as we sit on the porch with this breeze, the breeze is there because of a hurricane that um, is making landfall um, around the Gulf Shores area even as we speak. We've got blue skies and uh, puffy clouds, but a breeze that interrupts slightly. Um, but hope you enjoy this interview. I'm Sue Johnson. My name's Eric Johnson. I've lived on my street for 53 years. My wife and I purchased in October 1st, 1967. It's been, we've been here so long and we've seen so many people and we've gotten so old in the meantime. <laughs> when, when, I, when we first moved in, this little old lady knocked on our door and invited us to um, join her church. And I think she was the oldest little lady in the world, you know. Well, I, I, now I realize she's 27 years younger than I am right now. What brought you to Baton Rouge? Work. I was a secretary for the state, LSU, and he was, he worked for the highway department. Mm -hmm. We were 19 and 20. Wow. Yeah, we, we, I moved here early in 1963, and uh, Sue moved uh, a few months later, and we were married in 1963. Yeah, got married and came here. Well, actually, we, we were here. Yeah. I was living with a bunch of girls and you with some guys. Yeah. And we got married, we, you know. But we were already decided by that time. We'd been dating since we were 15 and 16, so. Well, tell me, so when you moved here um, in 1967, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. What was the street like? Um, well, it, um, it had more, it had younger people here. Mm -hmm. In fact, once we didn't have any children, our first children, our children, all our children were born here. But while our children were growing up, uh, they had 17 girls within three years that lived just on this block of 500 to 900, you know. And uh, um, we had 17 girls within three years of each other. Um, history says that the syrup meal was right about where we live. In fact, when if you dig down mm -hmm. a couple of feet, you'll you'll find a lot of bricks. Yeah, brick all bricks in this that, that were Fired here on the on, on the really yeah. no name bricks. And when the, across the street a tree fell during a hurricane, mm -hmm. and attached to the roots were bricks hanging, whole bricks from the ridge. And people mm -hmm. came from everywhere and took those bricks 
They wanted them for keepsakes. So there's a sugar mill, an old sugar mm-hmm. mill. Well, it, yeah, but the, the bricks were fired probably in, you know, like 1850 or something like yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was pretty amazing to see those bricks attached to those roofs like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not something that you can find anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. Those were, were made during, yeah, that was no during plantation order. days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, what's, what storm was that, that those trees Ooh, came which down? Which hurricane was that? I'm not sure if it was Gustav or Katrina, but those were the two I think worst. it was Gustav. Yeah. You see, Goose, uh, Katrina was, was bad to some extent, uh, mainly because we lost our power for, well, just a few days for Katrina. and But then Arita, we lost it for about three weeks. For a week, which really? was only three weeks after Katrina, you know. It passed south of us, and actually it was worse. But the very worst storm for this neighborhood was Gustav. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is this area is about um, 50 years old. These houses are starting to be built. And people went out and, and locally into the, into the um, woods and, and dug up some oak trees and planted them in their yards. And most of them are red oaks and water oaks. And they have about a 50-year lifespan. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, a, uh, a live oak lives a long time. But a red oak and a water oak, they'll get uh, heart rot at around 40 years and, and it gets worse. Well, when Gustav hit, the, all those huge water oaks and red oaks just tore houses completely. You know, just a lot of them went down. Like the, the neighbors next door. Right. Oh, Lord. That was a Gustav that, that actually that was a, a, a different kind of tree that hit All there. kind of trees hit Linda's yeah. house. Yeah. But but the, the I have some pictures that one of the neighbors took of of trees that the diameter must have been right at five feet, you know, diameter. So wow. These trees that were down, pictures of people standing next to them, you know. And it's strange though, just a few months after the storm, it's like nothing happened. Mm. It's so wooded, you know. Yeah. So you just couldn't, after everything was cleared out, it's. You could yeah. hardly tell it happened. <laughs> wow. You know, That's amazing. They evidently are pretty good. Louisiana is pretty good about that. Um, yeah. Sue and I, we, we took a hit. Uh, of a tree during Andrew, which is... All ni- pecan trees. 1992. Uh, we took a hit on our house and had a tree fall on our house then. You know, and... But, like I said, three months later, you couldn't tell that was any... that we had a hurricane. You know, back when we were younger, we were friends with... We knew everybody on the street, you know. And uh, we had a Pocino group. No, what it is... You, sit four or five six women around a table and you gossip no we don't gossip we we laugh and <laughs> no, talk a no, lot they, they, <laughs> they enjoy their company so much and it's um a, a lot of older women and they take care of each other sue will take one to grocery shopping or the, you know mm-hmm. they help each other out but well that that's now but back then we were all you know young and uh younger Younger, yeah, and, and we did that for a number of years, and uh, and then it fizzled after I'm talking 25 years, and um, and we also had a um, we called it a gourmet club, and it was a lot of couples from here and and other places. Yeah, it, it, um, it, we used the street name at the gourmet club, mm-hmm. and we made the newspaper a couple of times. Yeah, look, and one of the reasons is it had it was one of the longest running supper clubs ever, like 35 years. 
Wow. Yeah. But you know, people started getting divorced. Yeah, divorce, uh, divorce messed up our And that kind club. of, so it's which. Was it because of the supper club that uh, these divorces? Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> but, but when the first divorce happened, it, everything worked out. Second divorce, it, it worked out. The third divorce, the people like both the people. And yeah. People so. started taking sides. And that just did. Yeah, so which couple stays, which one of the couples stays with a supper club because they, we all really love the supper club, you know. So that kind of did us in, was all oh, those people no. getting divorced, yeah. Yeah. Did but you after w- 35 years, because there's always something to ba- break up a group and, you know, just yeah. happen to be it. But we enjoyed our supper club. Mm-hmm. That's a long-running supper club. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. And it was all started by only couples that lived on my street, you know. See, before that, Nate. we were just getting together and having suppers, all these couples around here. And uh, it was in, I worked in a, where I worked in an office. This lady came in one day and she told me about a Volcano group she'd been asked to join and a supper club. And so I said, well, I'm going to do that on my street. So I did. I went and I called up everybody. I got it immediately. The We formed both those things. And so once a month we would cook food from some country. Oh, really? So it switched, you switched kinds of food. The, the, that you, mm-hmm. A person would have, have it at their home. That person would do two things. They'd have the main dish, plus they would have the recipes for everyone. And we picked a country, you know, and like German, you know, like you might make stroganoff and have people get certain things, you know. And we all enjoyed having oh, yeah. foods from other countries. And One time we did a, a this couple had gone to Hawaii, so they came back with a spam cookbook. So we had a spam night. And you'd be surprised yeah, at how good spam those is. dishes were. We had spam know. pizza. I made I made spam chowder, yeah. and it was very good. You know, the lady that um, lived two houses down um, had lived in Iran, and she had a, a cookbook from there, mm-hmm. and uh, gave us each a dish. You know. From that cookbook, I had one called Holiday Rice, and I wish I'd kept yeah, the recipe. Good. It was really we good. We should have kept and, all of them. And yeah. we had it one night. It was fifties food, and we had all kind of stuff. We used to like those. What was it like lettuce? Then you'd put like a peach or a pineapple ring, and then you'd put cottage cheese, a cherry on top, some, some mayonnaise. You'd have to be older to remember yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that were sponsored by Kraft. Kraft, yeah. Yeah who oh. have those commercials. Mm-hmm. And all the ladies where we came from, they'd all make those dishes. So we had all 50s food, and then uh, one night we had a, a remember, we were doing the beer. Uh, pizza. Meat. pizza. Oh, it was pizza, but then there the, 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 all the, we, I, I was a bar maid, cause I don't drink. And so we, me and this other lady also didn't drink. We would serve them the beer, and we, it was anonymous. They wouldn't know what kind of beer, and then you we rate little, them. A little glass of beer, and you had a notepad, you know. So you rated each beer, you know. And the thing is, we can never, the two ladies that were servants, they were just giggling yeah. when they, what people were saying about each of the beers, you know. So one year, the, the beer that won was the very cheapest beer that was there. And people would oh, this has to be a it German. Dixie. Yeah. From no, the Mississippi no, River. No, it was Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon, that was the best one. But Dixie, they said, oh, it's like a um, fine German beer. We laugh at me and Sue in the back. Her name was Sue also. And what else did, oh, the one from Canada. The, what was that one? That Molson. Yeah. Oh, they hated that one. They and I like love it. Molson beer. Molson's well, they good. They didn't no, like Molson. it. That was the lowest rated. 
of all. So that was fun. All kinds of little things. And one time he and Jim Johnson, they went fishing. So they came back and they said, oh, y'all had over a hundred fish. Um, yeah, about 150. I said, oh my God. I said, I thought, be, I thought it'd be ice chests full of fish. I said, well, where are they? And he said, right there, one ice chest. <laughs> so I looked at their little aquarium fish. They were not. Little tiny perches. So we scaled them and we, we fried them. And back where we're from, when you get a little tiny perch like that, you eat the whole thing, bones and all, fried crisp. So I was doing that. And the guy across the next door right here. He was uh, from Connecticut. Yeah, he said, he was amazed. I never saw somebody he, bones and all like that. He called his wife over. Look Come see her eat this fish. <laughs> <laughs> so we still laughing about those aquarium fish. But Jim Johnson and I were fishing together. And I generally didn't bring, never brought a lunch, you know. And so we were out in the middle of the swamp, not the marsh, but the swamp just in the middle of nowhere, you know, back down some little canals and so forth. And lunchtime came, and, and he stopped. He said, well, I'll have a cup of sandwiches. He had a, a briefcase with a cup of sandwiches in it, plus um, a bottle of wine and two wine glasses. And you know, <laughs> going fishing that way. So we were, we were eating our lunch, sipping our wine, <laughs> and I hear someone walking in the, in the swamp. And I tell Jim, I said, no one should be out there. You know, this is we're in the middle of nowhere, you know. So finally this man came up to the edge of the bayou where we were and he's he was completely lost, you know. And he looked at us and said, Do you know where I am? <laughs> and and um, he had a sack over his shoulder too, a little onion sack over his shoulder. And uh, so we go we go up to him and uh, and he calmed down by then and got in our boat and uh, and um, we looked and he had he had about three or four snapping turtles in his sack over over his shoulder, and one of them had bit him in the back to start with, you know. And but he wasn't concerned about that. He says, hey, he asked again. He said, have you any idea where I am? I said, well, how did you get here? And he told me, he said, well, I'm, I about two hours ago, he said I came by in my boat. I said, okay, I had heard a, a, an engine running a couple of so so we went to where I, you know, we went down the canals to find, uh, we found his boat. So that was his boat, you know. Okay, so he got he got out. What he would do is he would walk through the marsh and he would find where the turtles were walking through and he would follow their tracks and pick them up, you know, to, to eat them. And so we got him back to his boat. He was finding everything. So we left to go back fishing again. And we see he leaves and goes back into the marsh again, you know. The swamp? The swamp, yeah. He wow! Must be, he must have been a real Cajun man. Oh, of yeah. course he was. He was yeah. from. Who else does that? He was from Pierport. <laughs> Is oh, that yeah. when y'all caught those tiny little uh, fish? Mm -hmm. Oh boy! <laughs> Maybe that wine made him, you know, like tricks with your eyes. <laughs> those those fish were huge. Oh Lord! <laughs> well, we we've had a laugh out of that all these years. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. It was, yeah, oh, really. Oh man! Anyway, Jim, we st we're still friends with. Jim and um, really all the ones we still know a lot of them have the, old, have, the real mm -hmm. older ones the people that live across the street from Jim would be uh, Ray and Sue Farrell well, they, we were close for years yeah you know we always did in things, our supper club things together like uh, when our daughters were first and second grade or third grade um, 
that had tryouts at the school for a softball team. Tryouts for a softball Who ever heard of that, you know? So our daughters wanted to play, and so they went over there, and they didn't make the team. So Sue Farrell and I picked up the, the, the rejects and had a, had a softball team in the league, you know? So we did stuff like a few, and it was wonderful. We met so many people through, through that softball team that we got to see around for years and years. And then y'all formed the soccer team. Yeah. And yeah, Eric was coach of all the kids' teams. Was yeah. this uh, surrounding the school, the local school? Uh, local, just local children. It was all yeah. out here. They yeah. went to school. They all went to that school. It was all school. recreational, so it's mm-hmm. not actually part of the school. You know? Right, right. But they just got the best players from, from when they had the tryouts. They got the best players that they had notified at school to come try out at that school. And we got the rejects. And... And one lady down the street, she had two daughters. Uh, they didn't have the same father, but she had two daughters. And um, one of them was an athlete, and she made the team. And the other one was a, a little wimpy girl like ours, and she made our t- was on our team. And so the lady was telling she said, we're going to have to play that team. It said she was so worried that they would, our team would get beat really bad by this other team that it would make the girls feel bad, you know. But we actually, we won the game. You know? It's like the Bad News Our Bears. Rejects won the yeah, game. the rejects. But really, the, those little girls that went Eric, with Eric and the other Sue in her team, they would never really bat. It's like they won, they got, they walked. So that was all that winning was walking. strategy. And they would hold the bat those and Jordan, they never would those swing. coaches. Yeah, so they were they were bad all around, you know. So that's how they, they won. Uh, walking. It's a wonderful little. Most of the most of the girls that were on that on that softball team, I coached later when they got to be around 10, 10 or twelve. I coached on a soccer team, you know. And they were all wonderful children. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I coach both girls and boys. They still know. call you coach if they yeah. see you. All right. You said a word earlier that I love the way you said it. What's that? Mayonnaise. Oh, mayonnaise. That's how we said it in Cottonport. No, no it was mayonnaise. Yo, in Plusherville, you were uptown. <laughs> actually, actually, we're from further to the end of the road. It's from six miles, a little town, six miles away from me. And really, it's the same road. I lived on Chupica Lane in Cottonport. And it went all the way to where his house it's in Blosheville. It's on Bayou Shubik. Yeah, Bayou Shubik. So, and we called, we had all kinds. Shubik is, if you, if you don't know, it's a fish. It's uh, indigenous to this area here. Big fish. Yeah, it's, um, what's the real name? Is uh, Bowfin. Uh, bowfin. Oh, the Bowfin, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, we said all kinds of things. with Cajun, you know. Cajun. My mom spoke French. His parents spoke French. So you say mayonnaise differently? Both of you do? Well, I don't know what they said in Tlosheville, but we said in Concord, mayonnaise. I'd say mayonnaise, but, you know, <laughs> I use it more than she does. I so bet I your have... mama said mayonnaise. You know, when we first got married, we both worked full-time. I was at LSU, and he was at the highway department. She's going to lie to you now. And when we come home, we that 50s syndrome. I would cook, you know, and I hardly knew how to cook anything, you know. I cook, I think we ate hamburgers and homemade french fries a lot. But I would, I was the woman, so I cooked. And we didn't see anything wrong with it. And then I did all the dishes. He'd sit there, you know, 
And then one time I got a wart on my finger. They had to burn it off, so I couldn't do the dishes. I guess we didn't know rubber gloves existed. Not a word of truth here. So he had to do the dishes until my wart healed up. And it was so much, just the two of us, <laughs> mind you, it was so much work. And I was in sympathy with him, you know. He, he could do like half of it. He didn't have like to rest, you know. <laughs> then he could, after a period of time, he could go back and finish it. I can't believe it. And that poor baby, he's, he's tired, you know. No, you can't, you can't believe a word of what you said. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of My Street. We are glad that you joined us and hope that by hearing the stories of neighbors on My Street that you would be encouraged to get to know your neighbors as well. Often... We live in fear of the unknown, but we hope this podcast will encourage us to uh, reach out, get to know our neighbors, because we believe that knowing our neighbors actually can lead to a better world. If you'd like to hear more episodes, then you can search Fish Food on any of your podcast uh, platforms, be it Spotify, Apple, Podbean, whatever you use. Look for Fish Food. Um, You can check our website out too, fishfood.me. It is a media group under which we produce uh, My Street. Or you can check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. If you would like to support us, that would be tremendous. But this is absolutely free, no obligation to support. But if you'd like to contribute a little bit, it does help us upgrade our equipment and keep us going. Anyway, check us out. Keep listening to episodes. Thank you for joining us.